Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Hey everyone, what's going on? This is Erica Delacruz in for Miss Esprit Devora, and you are listening to the We Are LA Tech podcast. Today on the podcast, we are going to be picking the brain of Miss Rachel McCrary, CEO and founder of Jewel Toned. What's going on, Rachel? Welcome. Hi, Erica. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yay. So I gave you a brief introduction, but why don't you reintroduce yourself? Tell us a little bit more about you and the company. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm I'm Rachel. I'm the founder of Jewel Tone, the first body positive lingerie company designed and made by women. Um, I am a lifelong entrepreneur, fashion designer, lingerie expert, Ooh. life coach, and uh, you know, yoga and, and cocktail lover. I don't know if those things <laughs> go together, but I love it. I think all those things go together. That's the perfect perfect human being. Um, so tell us a little bit about Jewel Tone. How did this come to fruition, and what exactly does the company do? Yeah, so Jewel Tone is a vertical lingerie company. So what that means is that we design, manufacture, and sell our own brand of products. We sell them on our e-commerce platform at shopjewelzone.com. And then we also sell them at major retailers like JCPenney's and Lord & Taylor, and then boutiques like Only Hearts all across the country. Also in Japan, Canada, Central America, um, and a couple of uh, European countries. Where in Los Angeles is the company based? The company is currently based in Venice, California. Okay. Are you from LA or... I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm a Southern girl. I was born and raised in North Carolina. I All went right. to college in San Francisco, and I lived in New York City for about mm, 14 years. Okay, love it. Got it. And then after New York, made your way to Los Angeles. And is it is it you solely? Do you have a team? Are you virtual? Tell us a little bit about the structure of the team and company. Yeah, um, I'm a single founder, but we now have uh, about three employees, a couple of part-time people that help out with the shipping and getting the orders out. And the company has, I think at this point, 13 investors and advisors. Oh my God, that's incredible. Uh, Congratulations. Was it difficult to scale? Are you still scaling currently? We're still scaling. (laughs) I don't know know that we're too big yet. Um, But um, yeah, you know, it's always always challenging to, it it feels like when when you figure out one thing, you know, you're you're one step forward in one way, and a couple steps back in another way. Um, but uh, but that's good. You know, the more mm-hmm. the more we learn, the faster we can we can pivot our strategies. Um, yeah, and and it's been good. We're um, we're actually featured in Oprah Magazine this month for the oh January. Congratulations! Thanks so much. <laughs> so it's the January 2017 2017 issue. Yeah, but it's out now. Congratulations! Wow, that's that's incredible. So I'm really obviously who's not familiar with Oprah and her messaging. I noticed um, with Jewel Toned, there's such a positive message behind the brand. Tell us what inspired the company and what what your mission really is with it. Yeah, so um, I was working in New York for for over a decade, working in the lingerie industry specifically. Um, I'm I'm considered 
a lingerie expert by very small circle of people that care about that. Um, and uh, <laughs> Tori, our, our vice president, was working in New York as well. Um, and we just uh, we just noticed that, you know, after a decade or, or almost two um, of talking to women, whether it was models, buyers, our customers, focus groups, that when women purchased a bra and panty, it made them feel, you know, happy and it was a positive purchase. And when they purchased traditional shapewear kind of bummed them out and it said to them you know oh I must be getting older or I'm getting fat or there's something wrong with my body right and I wondered you know why is that because whenever um you know you go to Victoria's Secret or something that's always fun so how how have we gone from you know everyone loving a corset and you know images of Scarlett O'Hara to it meaning there's something wrong with us Mm -hmm. if you ask traditionally trained fashion designers like you know like Zach Posen and Oscar de la Renta they'll tell you that most you know a ball gown or most cocktail dresses do require a foundation so it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you right so right with today styles you know whether it be a little more casual with like denim and t-shirts or a little wrap dress or um you know maybe even taking a concert tee and turning it into a dress uh sometimes you know we just we just want to wear something on underneath and if it's one piece instead of multiple pieces it prevents shifting is more comfortable and more flattering and when we take our outerwear off it doesn't look like we're wearing something that we're not supposed to see you could wear the pieces on their own so our number one product um, is the major mini dress, and it looks like a just a little bodycon dress. Right. Yeah. So I've seen. So I do have a background in fashion, and I'm simultaneously an entrepreneur. And it is. It's kind of like um, you know you have companies out there like Spanx and other um, other companies like that dominating the underwear industry, and your underwear can actually be reversed and worn as as outerwear. I've seen it, and it's. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's very primary color base, so it's not just nude tones. Yeah, we actually don't come in nude at all because we feel like it doesn't really match anyone's skin tone, and it looks sort of like a band aid. And there's no way that that <laughs> oh God, can make you it. yeah that you can make you feel make you feel amazing. Got it. Um, so we are the We Are LA Tech podcast, and I know that the way you manufacture the garments is actually incredible inputting all sorts of information into a computer and it essentially spits out the final product. Tell us a little bit about that process and the tech component to the company. Sure, sure. So so I lived in, in Asia for, for a while on and off a couple of times developing these products for a few months at a time, um, sleeping uh, next to these machines where I input data into a computer um, and uh, sometimes needed a translator because they're in, they're in Mandarin, but um, <laughs> input, input data into a computer and it spits out a finished garment. So I put the points of measurements at many different reference points for the respective garment um, and then it spits it out. Out, and then I would run into the bathroom and try it on and then just keep doing that until it was it was perfect like just keep tweaking it but yeah, yeah um, the garments are, are spit out as a full garment meaning that there's no cut and sew so how that's helpful to the consumer is when you remove the garment there's no indentation in the skin from the seam no and wire and all that exactly. uncomfortable stuff yeah none of our products have any um, metal hardware anywhere which is not why we made it but it's also good for people with nickel allergies but um 
it doesn't um it doesn't dig in and it also doesn't poke out through your clothes. So a lot of times these days with our, you know, vintage tees and things like that, they're so thin that um, you know, a, a hefty underwire padded bra can mm-hmm. can be really noticeable and unflattering under that type of fabric. So it, it looks a lot more flattering and is more comfortable to wear something from our collection that doesn't have any hardware in it but it's still flattering and when it when your garment shifts around and it peeks out, it yeah. doesn't look as is um, unintentionally revealing. Right. I love that. Yeah. So I think you have a, I think you've gained a new client (laughs) in this interview because I'm going to go order some right after this. So it's interesting that you're talking about, um, you know, just the fashionable, wearable and comfortable portion of all these. How has living in Los Angeles helped accelerate uh, the business or the growth? Um, What is it about LA versus maybe another city, San Francisco or New York? Um, yeah, we well, you know, you can't beat the weather in LA yeah. logistically when you're running around um, to different meetings and and sometimes you know even though we make our products overseas, we do um, you know sometimes need componentry from from downtown or make samples down there or something. So it's just easier to scoot on down there. Um, and then the, you know the Silicon Beach community has just been has just been so great and embracing us. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of um, you know fashion startups here, so. Um, you know, embracing us in the tech community because we do have, you know, several uh, technical components also being e-commerce um, that, you know, they've they've sort of embraced that. So that's been a really great and fun community to be a part of and very supportive of our business. And, and we in turn like to help companies that are, um, you know, less far along than, than we are. Yeah, no, I love that. The, we love Silicon Beach here. Um, is there an attend, um, or pardon, is there an event or something that you've attended while in Los Angeles that has just accelerated the growth of your business or is a must attend or maybe even a resource here in LA that you love? Yeah, um, a couple of years ago, um, some people listening to this are probably like, oh yeah, I remember that girl. But um, <laughs> I, um, I, I entered a bunch of pitch competitions because... You know, I knew less about the the VC process at that time, and, and that's sort of how you can get in the door um, with some of them. Even if you don't win the competition, you can impress the judges, and then you know they'll, they'll let you have a meeting, um, and then you can network sort of from there. Mm. Um, so I won about seven pitch competitions, I raised a million dollars through through that process. Wow! Congrats! Um, thanks. So that that can be very helpful for for those who who maybe um, you know haven't started networking their way through Silicon Valley yet. Uh, of course, you know after you do that, that that gets a lot easier. You know once you don't need it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that was just really, really great to be, you know, a, a female-led company with with underwear that was still being being recognized. Um, the Founder Meet Funder event is also good. Uh, there's a lot of real investors that go to that too. Um, so yeah. I love it. So it, it's interesting. So the demo is essentially the startup community. Do you have a quick tip or something along those lines in when it comes to pitching that you would like, what's your best advice for someone listening who's trying to uh, fundraise and is having having some issues with the pitch? Yeah. Um, so, you know, public speaking was not something that, that I, I don't even think I'm good at it now, but but I definitely wasn't good at it in You're the beginning. You're great. <laughs> Articulate yourself so well. I'm, I'm painfully shy. But um, I, you know, I would have, have my friends sit in a row and just do the pitch over and over again. And you feel so silly, but you'd be surprised, you know, the feedback that you can get from your peers. And it's actually better if they're not sort of in, you know, the startup world and are not used to hearing pitches because they they don't know what to expect. So they can let you know if, if they have no idea what you're, what you're talking about or not mm. so that you can get really clear and to you know speak speak loudly and to, to always just you know say what your company does in the beginning some people sometimes people start to go on and on about 
you know, certain, you know, rabbit holes with their company and everyone's sitting there like, well, what does it do? You know? Right. Um, and, and explain the stage that you're at. So is it an idea? Is there, is it, you know, you're looking for a series C? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, exp- explaining that is, is very helpful because um, we're so close to it. You have to really remember to look at it from someone who's looking at it from a lens who has no idea what your, what your company is. Um, and then always just kind of bullet point the milestones instead of going on and on and into a story. And then if they have questions, I'll ask you to elaborate on certain things. Gotcha. No, I love that. That's amazing advice in terms of getting someone into the room who has no idea what you do and maybe hasn't heard a pitch because if it's palatable and understandable to them, chances are it's going to land with clarity in when you get into the rooms and in front of the panel. Yeah, yeah. And then after you start um, doing them, you know, have your friends record you with your iPhone when you're on the stage and watch it later, which is excruciating. But it. it's so helpful because because it, you know, lets you see, oh, wow, I shouldn't I shouldn't do that or I should speak slower. Or, I should elaborate or, or we don't really realize how much we fidget until we watch ourselves. Yeah. Um, so that that was helpful, too. That's so good. Yeah. Rule of thumb. That's amazing. Um, so so talking about the community, if you did have an ask for the startup community, Silicon Beach, anyone listening, what would the ask be? Um, you know, support support local uh, companies and and buy your undies local, uh, you know, mm-hmm. at, from shoptooltone.com instead of uh, you know a third party retailer or or a massive company. Love that. Support small businesses. Um, buy your underwear local, people. I like that. <laughs> local undies. Hashtag local undies. We'll have to make that a thing. Um, and lastly, where can we connect with you? Anyone listening and interested, um, maybe even in picking your brain about the pitch portion, since you're so knowledgeable in that respect, where can we find you? Where can we find Jewel Toned? Sure. We are very uh, findable. We're on almost every social media platform as Jewel Tone. Um, then our website is Shop Jewel Tone. But if you just put Jewel Tone into Google, most of it comes up. Um, and my Instagram and Twitter usually come up as well. And you, I check all of that every day. You can message me on there. Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us. So that was the LA Startup Spotlight with Jewel Tone. You are listening to We Are LA Tech Podcast. Huge shout out and thank you to Betalist. Betalist is amazing. I've used Betalist for my past startups. Betalist gains you early traction to your startup while it's still in beta. Go to betalist.com slash we are LA tech. That's betalist.com slash we are LA tech. Thank you for powering the We Are LA Tech podcast. To get text alerts when new episodes come out, text 310-872-2423. That's 310 310- Eight seven two two four two three. We are LA Tech, hosted by Esprit Devora, has been a WeAreTech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at WeAreLATech.love. Linked in the show notes.